What's up, guys? What up? What's going doing? on? What up? What up? Back at it again. Yep. Man, another one. Another one on the books. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Today we're going to be talking about the Book of Revelation. Oh, snap. so we're going to focus on on Chapter One. Um, mm-hmm. Revelation is is a pretty heavy book, I would say. Um, but hopefully, as we put our our three minds together and as we're led by the Spirit. Hopefully we can bring some clarity and some context to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, yeah. we're going to start with uh, Revelation chapter one. Let Benny lead us in with um, prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us life, giving us another day, God. We're appreciative. And uh, in this moment, God, as you, your spirit just leads us and leads us study, God, reveal to us, give us revelations on what you uh, gave to John so many years ago Um, and let it, let it be applicable God to the things that are happening now. We know that the things that are coming, um, just decrease us in this moment, increase us. And you said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear, let us hear what you have to say in this moment. Jesus name. Amen. Oh, before, Oh, before we get started too, man, I just just saw that text from our our boy, yo. I just want to say, uh, I didn't know it was your anniversary, man. Oh yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, oh, thanks. Oh, happy thirtieth. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I just want to throw that. Much love, man. Much love, bro. I oh, appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start with the Book of Revelation, chapter one. Mm-hmm. I'm reading from the King James Version. Uh, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. All right, so let's just take those first three verses um, from the book of Revelation chapter one uh, and kind of dig in. So um, what what do you guys um, think about just kind of what we read so far? Because I know Revelation is a book that people have historically um, shied away from or yeah. sort of been intimidated to, to dive into. Yep. Um, but sort of what, what's your take on, on revelation in these days? Like what, what even prompted you guys to, to want to read revelation and, you know, do you think it has relevance in, in these times that we're in right now? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, oh, you about to say something, Suge? No, no, go yeah. ahead, man. It's interesting you even say shied away from. I just want to even piggyback on that. Uh, back in the day, I mean, for those who kind of were raised in the church around me, my friends, it was like Revelation was always something you were just scared of. You know what I'm saying? Like for mm-hmm. me, I was shook to try to even like read it because you kind of knew context around it and heard things and they knew it was a book of like straight destruction and stuff. And it was just like scary. Um, and so I always shied away from it. But it's it's interesting uh to think that like why as believers in christ would you want to be scared of a something that 
came from Jesus Christ. Like it says mm-hmm. the revelation of Jesus Christ to John, you know, and so like Jesus, this is Jesus giving information to, to us. Um, and so anyways, yeah, man, that was very interesting to, to see that, like, as I came to Christ mm-hmm. and started actually following him and I knew that I was, you know, down a path of like, um, following Jesus and, and, and now I have like less fear because I'm in love in Christ. It's like nice. that pulled me more towards being able to read it and, um, and want to read it. Yeah. I have to say, you know, I've, um, since I've been saved, I kind of pushed it off myself, you know, because of when you think about the book of revelations, I used to get scared. I used to be like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. I don't want to, I don't even, cause I think what the world does, you know, namely like movies and media, mm, um, they, they try to keep you scared, right. Of this haunting and or like, you know, monsters and, you know, the four horsemen and, you know, there's so many like reiterations of it um, in like ap- apocalyptic themed movies. Right. Yeah. And you're like, man, I don't even want to, I don't, you know, but it's when you go into it though, it's such a aha, you know, such a, you know, a, for lack of other word, a revelation, something that gives you um, hope. Yeah. And it's not to scare you. And I think that is the work of the enemy trying to keep us from Mm. the actual knowledge of uncovering. And that's what revelation actually means, uncovering, right, of what is actually going to happen to him at the end, you know. And they don't want you to know, you know, and they want you to or the enemy doesn't want you to know. They want that he wants you to be in fear and God wants you with knowledge and understanding and with the spirit actually understand and know what he has planned. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that all the things that are going on now, it's more and more relevant. And, uh, you know, I'm short of saying that it's around the corner, but in in all likelihood, it's closer than we actually think. And I think, uh, now it's, more relevant than ever to understand all these birth pains, all these signs that God is giving us, you know what I mean? And I, I'm not trying to be a doomsdayer, but I, I do in my own self want to know what God has planned and be able to, as a Christian, warn the world yeah. and in love and help it to, well, the people individually to know those who aren't believers uh, to come to Christ and um, know Christ before it's over with. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? That was a good point though. Um, uh, As think about the devil, I didn't think about that with entertainment. Yeah. Movies. I mean, he, he's always, you know, all these end time movies. I mean, we get entertained by them, but we also get, we also get scared of them. We also like, that was one of the things that kept me from this book, admittingly. Cause I was scared to actually dive in. I didn't want to, it was almost like, it was almost like a scary movie novel, you know, or a scary novel of some sort. Yeah. It's really a, it's a blessing to be able to, um, to, you know, to receive the revelation. Um, even says in the text in, in verse three, that blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of the prophecy, mm. you know, God, he always used prophets, you know, going back 
to the Old Testament, he would use prophets to foretell or to give believers a glimpse into what's going to occur in the future. And, you know, the fact that some historians believe that this was, this book was written around 95 AD, kind of around the time of the early church, and as the word was was spreading through the uh, the early disciples, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for God to give this prophet John a revelation that would be applicable to that time, that people of that time could could take and could gain something from, but also having the book of Revelation span all the way out to our time, to where we can get something from it too, is you know, it's just a blessing. It's you know, God is the Alpha and the Omega, so mm-hmm. you know, it's really cool that. God gave us these things so that, you know, when they do occur, hopefully we'll be prepared and, you know, it won't take us by surprise. There it is. You know, and this is, I heard too, I don't know if you heard this, this is the only book or letter in the Bible that says you get an actual blessing if you read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Out loud. Yeah. Ain't that something? Yeah. And this is the one that, what we all say, like, well, I know Sucha and I said it that it's like you didn't want to read it. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But it's the yeah. one you get a blessing with. That's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so counterintuitive. Yeah. All right. Moving on to uh, to verse four. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Mm. Wow. (laughs) That's, um, that's a really, really powerful and and, and packed text. Um, let's talk briefly about the seven churches. So, Such, I know you kind of given some um, some background about those seven churches. If you can kind of go into that for our listeners. Yeah, so the seven churches is listed in the order that Paul took to the road from, um, let me see if I can just, I just want to get this right for y'all. The list of the seven churches is in the order of occurrence on the road which led from Ephesus towards, northwards towards Samira and Peregrum, and then southwards through uh, Tylitra, Sarda, Philadelphia, Laodicea. And it suggested that that was the route that Paul took in his ministry to um, the Gentiles. And it's significant in order of letters that he wrote in his, his, his own ministry and the order of which first came to Christ, basically. And these are actual churches. These are actual places that existed at the time. And it used to be, to my understanding, that it was kind of this like futurist, these futuristic churches like, say, America, London, you know, Australia. But John actually meant these actual churches that um, Paul had started uh, initially or helped start. But as we can, you know, continue to read, these churches can be used as metaphors for different regions of the church, different, um, oh, not re- regions of the world. And um, they can they can 
come to represent and they might, you know, the, the thing with revelations is we don't actually know, you know, everything is cryptic and only God actually knows himself and, and the son. But these are warnings for us and we can actually see ourselves in each and every um, church that is mentioned and what we need to fix, what needs to be basically shaken out of us. Yeah, I think that, that's good, man. And and yeah. I love how, you know, Jesus Christ is is, uh, is characterized here and, and how it's just a reminder uh, of how much he loves us and, and what he what he did for us. He died for our sins. You know, he, he washed our sins in his own blood. Like, mm-hmm. like that that level of love is is almost unfathomable. Yeah. Um, you know, for someone, for your creator to do that, right? For your creator to humble himself to the point of, of dying for unworthy vessels, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, he's, and he's made us kings and priests. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. He's, mm. he's given us his inheritance. He's, he's, he's lifted us up. Yeah. Um, and it says, to, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So it's just another reminder that regardless of the things that are to come, that might be, you know, might be a little bit scary. Like God has dominion over all. Yeah. He's in control of everything that's, that's occurring. And so if it occurs, it has to be ordained by him. Right. So in other words, it's, it's all, he know he's not going to be surprised by anything that comes that's to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that gives us, you know, that gives me at least like a, 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 a level of peace Yeah. That, that he is in control regardless and, of what's happened. And maybe that is the, could be, I don't know, we don't know, but maybe that is a part of the blessing itself is that I think about how in Hosea says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Like mm-hmm. Jesus is given this as a revelation of things that was in that time, but things that are to come as well in our time and the times in front of us. And it's like th- that piece you talk about, Brandon, it's like if you know something's coming, you have some idea about like cat- catastrophic things that are about to come, then you kind of can prepare, right? You can kind of like help other people. With, so when those things start to happen or you see those things unfold, it's like you aren't going to be tossed to and fro and going all wild. Mm. And stuff. It's like I actually knew a little bit about all this because I've seen yeah. it. Uh, you know, I read it. I got Jesus revealed it to me. So anyways, I know what's coming. Maybe that's part of the blessing in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that he calls us kings and queens hey. and how we all have our own ministry, right? We all have something as the body, something that we're in charge of doing or that we're charged with doing by Christ. And in doing that ministry, in obeying him, we are the king or the queen of that ministry that we all individually are in charge of. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, God is the head and Christ is uh, the king of us all. And he says that later on in the verse, but I love that he lifts us up like that. Like you were saying, Benny, Um, he lifts us up, man, and just able to um, give us a title, you Mm know, a like, you know, like a, a, um, like a job title, you know what I mean? Like when you make your resume, like you, you, we have all these fancy names, you know, and basically you're, you're like a clog in the wheel, but the name on, on your resume that you were given, like administrative superintendent, this and this, and and you're like, 
and you know you look at the formal name of it you know and you're like man but the way it sounds i think god is 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 trying to tell us you know that we're not just clogs in the wheel we're not just um just nobodies you know that we are somebody and even though there's billions of us you know that we still have a purpose that we have something that if we fail at individually yes. that that it's not going to be good for the kingdom you know and so the kingdom the individual parts of it we're in charge and it, it just makes it just makes me feel special to be called out like that in that way absolutely man absolutely yeah. let's, let's move to, to verse seven uh, it says behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So we, we can stop there. Um, I mean, this, this verse is essentially letting us as believers know that Jesus is coming back. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's the, that's the hope that we, that we have that, you know, we know that it's on, at some point, you know, one day that Jesus shall return and, and every eye shall see him and, you know, every, every knee shall bow. And so it, it, it just kind of, you know, it, it puts context to, to what's going on in, in the world. And, and it, again, it gives us a level of peace because we know how the story ends. Like if you if you drop somebody in the middle of a story and, and the story's kind of going bad, so to speak, um, you know, I, I'm sure it'll kind of produce some level of like anxiety and, and confusion. And I think if you don't know kind of where you where you came from and where you're going, you can be led astray. But mm-hmm. it's Jesus being the Alpha and Omega, like we know we know he's he's the beginning and the end. Yeah. So he's given us a path. He's given us direction. And we're not we're not swayed. If we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, we're not swayed by the things that happen in this world. Whereas people who don't have that basis, they're they're tossed to and fro. They're able to be victims of deception and things like that. Mm-hmm. So just having that foundation of, of knowing like like I'm I'm the beginning and the end. It's like yeah. Like in geometry, you know, you have like two points. Yeah. Yet when you have the two points, you, then you have a line. So it's like those 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 two points let mm. you know that, that there, it, it it's an implicit line there and it's a path to get to the uh to to win to win the race, right? Like you were saying, Such, like we're all kind of mm-hmm. like on this path. We all have responsibilities. He, God has charged us with doing something, right? With running our race and and he's given us he's laid out the track for us. And all we have to do is is continue to to stay focused on where we're going, focus on Jesus, and you know we know that that day is coming. Yeah. So with that hope and with that understanding, we can endure certain things because we know how the how the script ends. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And, and I look at it as like in those who aren't in Christ, unfortunately and sadly, I look at that word wail, and it, it, in the Greek it means to to beat your chest. With mm. grief, you know, to lament, to lament, to mourn, and so mm. when it says the inhabitants shall 
like they'll show whale they'll show whale you know like all kindreds of the earth show whale like that leads me that's not us in christ we're not going to be sad and limited we're going to be happy to be with you so it's like that leads me to believe like those who who aren't in christ are going to know the truth in that moment mm-hmm. and you know every knee will bow whether you are with jesus or not because he mm-hmm. you'll realize he's he is god and all the stuff that you know the bible said and people might have told you and, and you might have disregarded unfortunately you it will come to memories because you know the truth the truth the creator when you meet your creator in that moment you're going to know the truth because you were created by he's going to reveal that truth and so yeah they're going to be lots of lamenting and mourning which mm. is sad yeah it is sad um that verse references uh zechariah twelve ten, and the thing with revelations is it's a prophecy you know and the whole book the whole bible is basically a prophecy and the last book is a revelation and it's kind of like tying the bow on god's plan for this earth and the enemy doesn't like i you know was saying the enemy doesn't want you to know what's actually going to happen you know and it's it's almost like he is hoping that this book will not be fulfilled and it's for us to tell other people and continue to spread mm-hmm. you know i i think about going back to what you were saying brandon about alpha omega you know finishing that race it's not for us because the battle is already crisis and the crazy thing is to god this has already happened he's already mm-hmm. crossed the river he's already had his victory and mm-hmm. it's us that actually goes through this tossing to and fro and i think this is here to help us to understand that this tossing of to and fro is normal is we're we're going to mourn we're going to lament we're going to but it that it's okay that there's supposed to be fruit that's going to bear from it and it's hard to say it once we get into that motion and that storm, whatever storms we've gone through, we can look at and we can be like, man, I was, I was lost. But, you know, now we're like, Lord, you took me through it though. And mm-hmm. this is also, I feel like, like the world thinks it's like, this is like some type of future, future thing or this, like um, you guys were saying is reassurance for us. It's basically letting us know. I don't think we're we're supposed to actually know what this book all entails. Unless God actually wants you to know, he'll just download into us. You know how the Spirit does that. But I feel like this book is basically just to let us know that, hey, we're going to be all right in all of it. If you believe in me, if you have faith in me, if you know I love you, mm-hmm. you will understand everything that's going to happen and you know take heart you know i mean i got you yeah yeah well said brother moving on to uh to verse nine i john who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of jesus christ was in the isle that is called patmos for the word of god and for the testimony of jesus christ i was in the spirit on the lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, 
unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos and unto Thyatira and unto Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicea. Mm. So historians say that, um, that John, this, this prophet was exiled to the island of Patmos. And that is when he received this revelation from, from Jesus Christ. Um, he was kind of caught up in the spirit and, um, and he heard this, this voice of, of God um, telling him to, uh, you know, to write down whatever revelation that, that Jesus is about to, to download to his, to his spirit and to take this revelation and to, you know, to provide it to these seven churches in Asia, which Sushitra referenced a few minutes ago as the word, the gospel was being spread throughout the land. So going to verse 12 says, I turned to see the voice that spake with me and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of, of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle, his head and his bright, his head and his hairs were like, were white, like wool as white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Don't want to go too far there um, as it's kind of a lot of text, but so what is the kind of, what is the imagery, I guess, that that John provides, like, what does it um, reveal to you about Christ? Yo, he, 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 first of all, he come in looking, he come in looking like something else, you know, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. I mean, and it's interesting because I, people, when, when they have those visions of like near death experiences or when they go to heaven and things like that, they all say like, how did Jesus face look like when they see Jesus, when they, those people that do see him, it's like, I couldn't see his face. It was too bright. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's just like, he's so bright and so radiant, but like, and fire in the eyes. I mean, I mean, can you imagine seeing somebody's eyes is like, like they got flames in them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he has, this is a powerful image of Jesus. It's not like this Jesus that's coming to like right now, he's coming to like, show you, I got power. You know, it's not like, right. He ain't about, cause there's different imagery that we get in the Bible of Jesus. Sometimes it's just like this, this is humble, you know, lowly. When he, especially when he was on earth kind of person um, in moments, but then like when he goes up to the father, he, he, you know, he'll have, he comes back in that fire. You know what I'm saying? It's not a game. Um, mm-hmm. It's about that business in this, in this depiction to me. Yeah. I am drawn to um, what's coming out his mouth, a double edged sword. You know, when, when he speaks, people listen. People who don't like him, people who try to persecute him, per- people who everyone heard every time he spoke, it was something. It wasn't meaningless. Like you know, sometimes you know, like we as, we as humans, we you know, like small talk. There was never there was never small talk from <laughs> Jesus. Every word he picked and chose meant something. Can be referenced to something. He is trying, everything has purpose that comes out his mouth. You know, a double-edged sword. From what I've read about that, I think 
what it's supposed to um, reference uh, or symbolize is that one edge is here to defend us, the church, the kingdom, and the other is to divide righteously. That's that's a powerful orator, the priest of priests. I would love to have sat and just listened to him speak, you know, on the Mount of um, Olives, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, anywhere that he spoke and just been able to just take that in, you know, imagine just sitting and at Jesus' feet, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, anyways, I just feel like it sets forth kind of this imagery that Jesus is God's son and that he has the same attributes as um, God and the relationship, it ties him in with God because Moses couldn't even look at him. Moses had Moses could only look at his back because if he looked straight at him, it would have been, it, he couldn't have handled it as a human. But here, John is able to look at him, but not really you know, look at him. It's, it's, he can't even really see his face. You know, it's so bright, but he can see his hair. And it just harkens back to a description of God in the Old Testament. I forget what, like Ezekiel or Zechariah. Um, I'll have to, again, look that back up. But it just, the imagery is, is crazy. Okay. Uh, verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Amen. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts, Benny? Yeah. I mean, I, just to kind of that was it right there, Sushi. When we were just talking about uh, how John he was struggling to see, <laughs> he was struggling to see Jesus. He got that glimpse, and then what happened in verse seventeen? He fell down like he was yeah. dead. Yeah. Know? He probably yeah. passed out. Like, oh. <laughs> Take me yeah. now, Lord. <laughs> yeah. That's how much power this man saw in a glimpse. Um, and But yeah, it, it just really shows Jesus kind of like piggybacks and shows like he kind of gives a quick, short gospel. Like I mm -hmm. was there in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was with God. Like, But I also was alive. I was alive in the body on earth and I died on the cross. But I'm alive now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have the keys that stuck out to me, the keys of hell and death. Like death is a spirit, you know what I mean? And like, if we see in Job, death can't take people unless God gives permission mm. to the spirit of death. And so like, it just shows the power and authority that Jesus has as being, like you were saying, in one with God and, and, um, and how Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me, he has the keys, mm. you know, he has the keys and he says he's the door. It's just like so much that ties in to wow. like previous uh, books and letters in the Bible. It's kind of like it's kind of bringing it home. And, and, and that's why this is so significant as the last book in the Bible. Yeah, it's so significant because it's bringing the whole story of the Bible home, essentially. So, yeah, that's kind of like what stuck out to me. Yeah, what stuck out to me was um, as well. It was in chapter or in, excuse me, in verse 19, where 
where Jesus tells John to write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which mm. shall be hereafter. And that kind of provides the context to the book of Revelation where, you know, this, this book of Revelation spans um, kind of a lengthy time frame. So he's speaking about things that, that he's seen, the things which are um, occurring at that time. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about those, those seven churches, those were like, those were active churches in, in that specific time, but also has applications to today. And then he gives a, a glimpse of things that which which have not yet occurred, mm. um, you know, in his time and some things that have not occurred in our time. So, you know, it's 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 just a kind of a, a tight synopsis of of the of a, of a timeline, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and because I think people can get confused when reading Revelation, because I think it, you know, it, it jumps in that continuum, continuum of time, it jumps kind of like back and forth sometimes. So it might not be yeah. a, a linear type of thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's just, it's applicable for, you know, the readers of, of that book of Revelation back when it was written and throughout history until up until today. So yeah, I think it's just a, you know, a, a good glimpse into you know, the breadth and, and, and depth of, of the book of Revelation. And then another thing that stuck out to me is, um, me personally, I don't really think about angels that much, but it says that the uh, the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, mm. uh, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. So, you know, it's kind of like how, how, how Satan has, you know, he has principalities and, and demons that have, I guess, um, certain areas of control, yeah. right? Jesus also has, you know, his, he has his, his angels, like Michael, the archangel, right? So he has these different angels that are kind of manning these different arenas. And so that, that's also assuring. And it reminds me of when, when Jesus was apprehended by the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees, he, he said that, you know, I can, if I, if I wanted to, I can, I can have 12 legions of angels mm. come in and, and, you know, um, yeah, yeah, just kind of shut it up, shut it all down. Yeah. So Jesus has an army, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, we're part of that army as well because it says that we will, we will judge angels, mm. you know? So, um, it just kind of gives a glimpse into the, the power and the authority that he, that he's given us. Yeah you know, as we are in Christ and we're protected as much as Satan wants to try to prowl and devour us. Jesus has stronger, <laughs> a stronger yeah. force. Right. Yeah. And and us as, as, as lowly humans, when we have the spirit of God, we have power over the enemy. Mm, amen. You know, mm. Later on in revelation talks about um, Michael, the archangel wrestling with, with Satan and, and throwing him down. Right. So it's like, Jesus, like you, I'm going to get my mans to, to handle you. You know, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my, my light work. Water. <laughs> <Your water. laughs> handle my light work. <laughs> and, you know, it's like Satan, Satan, Satan was, is defeated in this. You know, it's like it, this book talk, speaks about how Satan is defeated. Yeah. And like Satan doesn't want you to know that he's defeated. Yeah. Oh, he wants you to think that he's, he's all powerful and all almighty, but he's, he's already defeated. Dang. Yeah. You just got to step yep. into that step into that truth. Exactly. And you know what? And maybe that's another reason why, you you know, we were talking about that. Switch brought up that good point of like, yo, we weren't, it, 
like the media, movies and all that. They, they it's it's, it's kind of like in your spirit though. We don't fight against Russian, but like Satan doesn't want you to know the end of his story. That's why it's mm-hmm. like we're we're even Christians. It's like don't read Revelations. I want mm-hmm. you to know what really is going to happen with me. Yeah, I don't want you to know that I actually have no power um, mm-hmm. over, over over you and Christ. But but don't read that. It's scary. Yep. Yep. You know, I. It's crazy. You know, when we l- read on in um, in um, Revelations, there's yeah. a lot of imagery and there's a lot of cryptic uh, language, but this actually spells it out for you what the imagery actually means like jesus tells us what he is uh what we're seeing or what john is seeing and that's kind of like lifting the pot just a little bit so you can kind of smell what's going on and kind of just getting a whiff and letting us know you know that again you know it's okay and he explains to us what the stars mean and but he doesn't tell us what the dragon means i mean we know what who the dragon is right but mm-hmm. you know the imagery of the woman giving birth i mean it has to be explained through us through kind of a revelation right that only god can download in our mind and he's telling us here i think it's pretty significant what the seven stars mean to me this is so it's so fascinating how this this just wraps everything up mm-hmm. yeah, no. Agreed. So the stage is set. Revelation time. Yes, indeed. Stay plugged in with us. We're going to be going into the chapter two um, during the next episode. So um, hopefully you enjoyed uh, Revelation one and, you know, take this journey with us as we uncover the book of Revelation. Yes, sir. Hey, we going, are we, are we praying out or no? Yeah, we we can pray out. Who wants to pray us out? I can pray us out. Okay. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you've um, you've called us on this ministry um, to to share the good news, to dig into your word, to share our personal testimonies, and we just pray that um, that this episode is enlightening to our listeners um, as it, as we received enlightenment as well through your word, Heavenly Father. We just give you praise. We give you glory. Um, just pray that um, that the Spirit um, just guides us to all truth and understanding, Heavenly Father. And um, we're just praying for um, us to come together as a body, yes. for us to continue to do your work. And we just pray that you get the glory through through our lives and through all that we do. Yes, Lord. We say this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. Love you, brothers. Hey. Happy anniversary, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Peace. All right. Out.